What's up, guys? Our most in podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Just the Total Package and Craig the British Bulldog bringing you our perspective yeah. on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Today's topic our favorite sting moments for audio fans. Give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Google podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel oh. on social media. Can you give us a follow on Instagram at OWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBTWBT
uh, which was his past year. His entrance, they uh, used Seek and Destroy from Metallica. Oh, and there wow. was a, there was a wow. year and a half in WCW, all of 99, they actually paid for the rights, WCW did, for Sting to come out to Seek and Destroy. So a small audience that are around now remembers him coming out to Seek and Destroy, which is a really fucking cool song and a really right. awesome entrance for Sting um, in WCW. People remember the surfer sting and the just the uh crow kind of ambious music or whatever uh from wcw which was also awesome too but he from 99 to like 2000 he came out to um metallica seek and destroy so when he came out to wembley people pop big for sting but the crowd didn't really pop big for that song and i was like god we're old like you know <laughs> this is only 1999 right and if you do the math 1999 was a long time ago and uh for only a year, like a year plus, Sting came out to this song. So, of course, everybody forgets it. But I remember watching Sting coming out. And me as a fan, I remember, like, my eyes got, like, watery. And, like, I just was standing. I was smiling in my living room and watching him come out to Seek and Destroy. And it was such a small part of Sting's legacy, uh, the Seek and Destroy. But for that small part. And Tony Khan, you could say what you want about him. You could say whatever you want. But he's a fan. And so he purposely went out and said, I'm going to get the rights to Metallica so he can destroy so Sting can come out in front of 80,000 people at Wembley Stadium. And that was just last year in 23. So I'm going to start off with something modern. To me as a fan, I got water, like water in my eyes because I was like, dude, like, man, like, that's awesome as shit. Like watching Sting walk out to that. Like, you know, it's just, it's a small part. If you're a big Sting fan, which we all are, Craig, I know Craig said that. We didn't, uh, he wasn't our number one. Like, my guy was Hogan, Joe was Flair, Craig liked the Bulldog because he's from England, uh, Dave liked Kurt Angle, and he wasn't even born at the time. Uh, like, but I mean, like, <laughs> there's just, we didn't, like, I remember those things, and I remember Sting's run in WCW, and he was the only constant in WCW. We talked about that, you know, on our Vader versus Sting episode and, and our Legacy versus Sting. And, uh, like, yeah, I just, I feel that's one of my, yeah, modern favorite moment, and to have a moment like that that touched me modern, like you know, a year ago, I love because like he's still making me happy. Sting, so I will open yeah. it up with all AEW All In Wembley Stadium Seek and Destroy entrance was badass. Yes, like, that really that cool. is actually that's wonderful. Actually, that is um that's perfect. Um, and their opponent that is Darby Allen. This is the legend. This is the icon. This is. Well, I can definitely say this. It's Sting. I think. I think Justin Roberts did it better, Tony. Unfortunately, I'm going to get his job. Sting and Darby Allen. From ominously growling the streets of Whitechapel. Take a look on your screen, though. The fireflies are here. To the seek and destroy sting, like that is like you could have picked anything from this thing, and like to go like, and I'll I'll go ahead and go a little bit backwards from that. Um, and I think we'll go back further than that, but I think that is just a beautiful moment that you just picked there <clears throat> um, with that touch. Mine is actually um, Sting's debut in WWE, which it's it in the whole grand scheme of things, not great, right? Um, no, I, I disagree with fans, you. I don't want to cut you off, but like 
No, his debut was. You're talking about Survivor Series? Yes, uh, 2014. It, it, that was awesome. I, I get your run. The, his run, you're saying, was underwhelming, but that moment is awesome. So go ahead, finish. There is something, because it's something we dreamed about. It is something, okay, so 2014, we've, we've, we'd known him since, I don't know, 88, 89. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're still yeah. talking 14 plus another 12. So 26 years to wait for him in WWE. Uh, and I'm sure we read about it in the dirt sheets. We probably knew. I was trying to picture whether it was a surprise or we knew it was coming. I'm sure we knew it was coming. We did know it was coming because he did the WWE 2K14. He had an interview before that. I think it was inevitable. <clears throat> and maybe the moment that he did uh, this was was a secret. But it's the moment we always wanted. It was the moment like dub Sting in WWFE. Mm-hmm. And then that Survivor Series and Triple H is beating up the, um, beating up, um, uh, it was, uh, Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins. Um, Sting comes out, they draw it out. Sting death drops Triple H. Um, they could have done it better, but in, in my mind, just to see it happen. And I don't remember where we all were. Did we see it together? We might've been seeing it together on the network or not. I don't really recall. I think we saw it. Like, we didn't see it together. We saw it on the network. Yeah. But holy shit, what an mm. incredible moment for them to finally pay homage to Sting. And like, it's something you thought would never, ever happen as us, as kids and as fans. But like, to him, that to, to, to have him there and to have him beat up on Triple H and to have him have that moment, it was very, very special. Dave Ann? No, I totally agree with that. I, I know what your I, choices are, Dave. Be very careful. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I might I, I might change them a little bit. I don't know. I might, I might <laughs> no, change you should. You sh- as you should. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's like, your choices sucked last time, so why don't you change those? No, up? they were fine last time. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You um, you in general yeah. suck, but they, the choices no, were fine. I'm definitely going back to my, I remember my first one, and I'm not changing it. And I know we talked about it in another recording. I don't know when they're gonna. Like I said, I don't know what's gonna debut first because we've we've got we got for Sting month. We've got quite a few things going down. Uh, but what I would say is, uh, whenever I think about Sting, the first thing I think about, and I don't know why that is, is uh, pinning Sting big versus, Sid vicious. In, no, oh, uh, Sting versus Vader in a strap match. Jim Ross blowing uh, his O ring. Fuck from you. pillar to post. That was my second one, David. Yeah, right. Wait, Wait, say it again. I'm sorry. Uh, Sting versus Vader in a strap match. I think is it, it's a 92, 93. Uh, uh, Super Brawl, 93. Super Brawl, 93. Super Brawl, three. Thank you. Super Brawl, three, 93. Um, I can't explain why that match because um, according to Jess, he he thinks he he believes there's better matches with them, and that's probably true. But I can't I can't understand why that match is burned in my brain. But it's one of my favorite Sting moments. Uh, we've talked about Sting and Vader quite a bit. We've talked about how that that feud is definitely underrated, um, for some reason forgotten by many. 
And these guys really went at it uh, with each other. They 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 went snug. Sting f- was able to match Vader's uh, ferocious energy and drive and strength. I felt, and I don't think anybody could have done it better. I like, I I mean, I, I don't want to be a jerk. You put you put um, you put uh, Muscle Man in there. Uh, why can't I think of his name right now? You put uh, oh gosh, huh? Not, well, yeah, Hogan would be one, but I was thinking of Luger. Put Luger in there. Yeah. That's it's not gonna it's not gonna have the same result. Um, Sting was able to get in there and go, yeah, you can punch me in the face. I'm gonna punch you back. Is that cool? Vader's like, yeah, let's do it. Like you felt like they had this conversation, and for something that was just kind of thrown together in the beginning, like we just need you guys to do this. Flair's gone. We need your help here. Um, we need to make this work. And just talked about um, the, one of the few things that Bill Watts did right, and one of the few things later on, uh, or sorry, before that. Um, that Vince actually copied with Yokozuna down the line with a few where he'll actually wins yeah. the title. Dave, um, this was my number seven. one moment. Like, uh, I, this was number one of my notes was Super Brawl 3, the strap match. Like, this I, is uh, my quintessential sting moment. So, yeah. well done. And I, and I think, I, I think like, I, 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 it is my number one moment. I should have saved it for last, but it's my number one moment. And it's the first thing I always think about when it comes to sting. And I don't know why that is, but it's, it's fantastic stuff. And watching those two go, watching Vader actually get some real notoriety. Um, <clears throat> we love Vader. We talk about Vader all the time on this on this program, and uh, for good reason. Uh, definitely watch his matches. Watch this rivalry. I think you won't be disappointed. Uh, just said it best. There's not a bad Sting Vader match out there that's televised. Um, so check them out. But that that's my that's my first. All good. Uh, we'll let's do round two now. Um, I will start out with. Bound for Glory 2006 TNA uh, Sting versus Jeff Jarrett. Um, oh dear. Sting Sting wins his second, only his second NWA Heavyweight Championship here by defeating Jeff Jarrett. He also came out in a hybrid uh, uniform of the Surfer Sting and the Crow Sting, which I loved. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah. Um, you know, people are like, "What do you mean his second title?" So. He beat Ric Flair at Great American Bash in 1990, and that was actually for the NWA Heavyweight Championship, which was represented by the big gold belt. Um, but then after that, in 1991, they had a falling out, WCW did, with NWA. So Ric Flair became the first ever WCW Heavyweight Champion of the world. And then any title that Sting uh, beat from Vader or Luger, or like along the way, was the WCW Heavyweight Championship. So here, all the way in 2006, he wins his second ever nwa championship and the first time he ever won the original belt which is the 10 pounds of gold um because flair had the big gold belt at that time when sting beat him in 90 so that was significant for that and then his uniform he came out he didn't come out in the the straps you know like the stinger you know the the crow sting he came out with the legger tights like the old surface thing used to come out with mm-hmm. but it was like a hybrid and then the way he painted okay. his face was his face uh, paint was the full white crow but he put the color behind craig um, he put the color sting, the surfer sting paint on top of it. So he had both That's paints dope. on top. And like, he, so uh, you, you can't, you shape. can't talk about, you can't talk about this, Jess. You better have a picture up and edit it. I'm just, oh, of course right I'm going to put yeah. a picture up. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Jess, and, I have no concept of TNA sting. So, um, to those, like, what did, what was the overall consensus, like, 60 second elevator pitch of TNA sting? At that well, point, like I, I won't even his like, talk specifically on that. I think that like that is Sting. Like he was non WWE the whole time, and right. except for that period that Craig you talked about, you know, when he came in Survivor Series, 
Like um, he was only in WWE for a year and a half, and it was for like a handful of matches, if that even like three matches. And uh, one happened to be WrestleMania. But I mean, like um, Sting, to me, his career means the most to me because he was the guy that didn't go. And when when his when Ted Turner finished paying out his contract and after WCW got bought out in 01, mm-hmm. he said, I'm not going to WWF. I'm going to go with Jeff Jarrett and start this upstart TNA. And for a while, for the first couple of years, it was just a pay by appearance. And then Sting finally went to Jarrett and said, I want to sign full time. And so he did. He was in, in TNA for 11 years. He was in Crockett slash WCW for 14 so he was almost in TNA as long as he was in WCW. Yeah. And he worked with so many young guys in TNA. That's why his TNA run is so important to me. Um, and the Bound for Glory 06, the Jeff Jarrett match, like was was a really good match. And Sting kind of threw back the whole, like, I'm going to combine both my characters. Yeah. And then he went back to the Crow Sting after that. But I mean, for that one night, like he kind of paid tribute to the Surfer Sting or whatever, and uh, it was a really good match. And that was a uh, Kurt Angle's debut, by the way, that night. And Kurt Jeez. Angle was special guest referee. Um, so TNA signed Kurt Angle, and they had the main event of Sting and Jarrett. So to me, that was one of my favorite. It was an incredible time for TNA to have. All no, that, that, and that I, that's talent. good. Yeah, I think yeah. that's important. Why how you explain that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that I is my agree. I off, there's a lot of folks off. that didn't watch TNA that didn't respect no um, of course and they couldn't get it you know it wasn't there was not nearly as many eyes on it as the worst WWE at the He's got a new attitude, and you know what? It still never ceases to amaze me. We heard the crowd when Angle came out, but this is unbelievable. This is deafening, and look at Sting. I'm not even doing it Dave, justice, uh, but that's, keep, I love it. Keep going with round two, Dave. What's your round two? Uh, round two, I am going to... Uh, I'm going to stick with what I had before, man. I'm just going to talk about uh, the moment. That brings all the moments together in WCW and changes the face and uh, eventually kicks out 83 weeks uh, before it's 83 weeks. And it's Sting turning his back on WCW and walking out um, because they didn't believe that he was on the proper, the basically the WCW locker room didn't believe he was on the proper side because there was a Sting and uh, invader, right? He was like, an, he was, he was an intruder. He wasn't the real sting. Yeah. An imposter. That's the term. Thank you. He's an imposter, but they're like, well, are you sure that wasn't you? And nobody believed him. He's like, well, you know what? If you guys don't believe me, then there's no reason for me to be here. And he just walked out and people were shocked. Like, what does that mean? So did to define your moment real quick, Dave, this might be, right. this might be his biggest moment overall. This, what you're saying, you're describing, he's abandoning the surfer sting. And WCW, right. and then he eventually starts coming down as the crow. And I don't mean to cut you off. No, I you're just good. Think this is this might be one of the biggest moments he's ever done. But, but for all of the people, all of the commentators, all of the wrestlers, and all of the best friends who did doubt me, you can stick it. From now on, I consider myself a free agent. But that Uh-oh. doesn't mean that you won't see the stinger. From time to time, 
I'm going to pop in when you least expect it. And um, it creates this whole phenomenon of the crow sting who has no friends whatsoever. He completely changes his character. Doesn't speak for a year. Pretty much uh, doesn't has no promo work, no interview work, no wrestling, no matches to speak of until it really matters. And it, it it put the whole industry on its ear. And I would argue that the NWO would have gone flat a lot sooner if not for Crow Sting making his moments. And they use it sparingly where it counted. But that whole moment of him walking out, that that changed everything. And that's and it kept it kept the NWO alive much longer than it probably could have because you need to have something against it that mattered. Um, and it was the only at one point it was the only thing that was was Sting. Um, Greg, yeah, really uh, creative mind. What's your round two ending the round? Um, it's a bit of throwaway. I don't think people would uh, say that it's one of the greatest moments ever, but it's one of my favorite matches, and I don't know why I still hearken back to it. It's Halloween Havoc '89 uh, in the in the Thunder Dome. Um, I love Muda that match. Fu- I love Muda, that match. Muda Funk versus Sting and Flair. Um, oh wow! And I. Not necessarily for Sting himself, but there's uh there's so much stuff like Sting and it flying is for on Sting the ropes himself, and though. crashing. It is for uh, Sting himself, Craig. It was the beginning of him chumming with Flair, and yeah. then the Horseman dumping him out, and then he him finally challenging Flair and beating Flair. So it is a big moment. That yeah. is a huge moment. Yeah, it's yeah. There's a lot of fun so stuff fun. in there with like the fire in the top and um being a monkey and. Flying using Sting, ropes, Sting swung from into, the rope. He had a rope yeah. and he swung from part of the cage to the other and kicked and Muda in the funk. side or something like that. Yeah, yeah. We don't talk about Sting Muda enough either. There's a lot of things that we don't talk. That yeah, I, I got to go back and watch that match. That's been a minute, but yeah, <laughs> I like that. So uh, uh, okay, round three. Um, I'm just gonna be a homer. Fuck it. Um. <laughs> Sting versus Flair, Clash of the Champions won 1988. Yeah, They're 45 I mean, minute draw. Someone has to say I, it. I, someone has to say it. Like it's it's the thing that put Sting on the main event level. Like he came over. Um, he was with Bill Watts's UWF. Uh, Crockett bought the UWF, so Sting came over in late late '87. And um, at the beginning of '88, uh, they were tired of Vince doing bullshit. Like, for example, he created Survivor Series at 87 to go against Starcade 87 and told cable companies, if you if you carry Rocket shit, you're not going to get our WrestleMania 4. So a lot of cable companies didn't carry Crockett. And so it fucked them up. And then um, Vince also uh, decided to create the Royal Rumble. Well, Pat Patterson did, but Vince decided to put it on TV. They put the Royal Rumble in 1988 on free television on USA cable against the Bunkhouse Stampede, which was a pay-per-view of Crockett. So Crockett got sick and tired of dealing with that shit. So when WrestleMania 4 happened in 1988, Crockett's like, on TBS, we're going to have the show called The Clash of the Champions. It was the first ever Clash of the Champions. And uh, the main event was Sting versus Flair. And they went to a 45-minute draw, and Sting decided to take a young guy that had charisma that they noticed that came over from the Bill Watts territory. Yeah, that yeah. they were like, this guy, uh, this guy's got something. We need to make a new star. And so they had Sting go to a 45-minute draw on free television, right up against, and it was a they they got a great rating and they got a great response. 
And it puts right. Sting in the main event, like at that point. After that moment, Sting's career was made. And to this day, um, you know, Sting will tell you, and obviously if Flair is an AEW to pay tribute to Sting along his journey to his last match, Sting sure. will tell you if it hadn't been for this guy, Ric Flair, yeah, recognizing something in me and my charisma or whatever, my career never would have been as big. Flair started it. So Sting versus Flair, Flair Champions won 1988. is my third moment my round Flair, had to, my Flair had to extend it and i'll tell you right now like that kind of match it's all over the internet it's one of Sting's top moments too so it's totally agreeable but when you think i know about i took it, the i took the cheap way out yeah it's a it's low-hanging fruit but it's i mean come on it's you have to talk about it but what i'd say is i was thinking about when you said it goes up against wrestlemania 4 um i can't think of a match that is better in wrestlemania 4 than sting versus flair to a draw there's none of them there's none not even close it's not, not even, even the finals. Close. Not even the finals. It's not even close. I just when you think about it in hindsight, like that, I'll I'll, I'll put your Sting Flair matchup against any match of WrestleMania four. It'll kick WrestleMania four's ass. That's why I support TNA and AEW. You know, at the different times because you're gonna like, find gems you need, like that. You man. need the second fucking promotion yeah. to push back 100%. and be like, no, no, Vince, no. We're gonna do we're gonna do something a little different. We're gonna have something yeah. a little bit better somewhere, and you find gems like that, and that's that is. That's yeah, it, it's it's amazing for so many reasons. But I just thought about when you said it went up against WrestleMania four. I forgot about that, and I'm like, oh god, WrestleMania four is such a dumpster fire compared to that match. Yeah, you know, Craig, uh, round wow. three, buddy. Um, Last one. So, um, Dave mentioned Sting versus Vader, which is fantastic. But I think there's also uh, it shows Sting's unique ability to wrestle with and fight with. Uh, whatever um, needs to be done. So um, I'm going to go with Sting versus Cactus Jack. Uh, Falls oh my God. Thank you for fucking one. saying that. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't have that on my list and I'm embarrassed right now. It's a great it's, match. It, you want to talk about a guy like Sting? You're you talking about that Beach Blast? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Like it's just um, um, Sting was willing to do whatever it took. Like, yeah. uh, it's not a proper baby face like Hogan, like go by the motions. Like he's willing to work with anybody. He's right. willing to go grit for grit, like move for move and take some shit and get hurt and give hurt and make cactus. Um, yeah. On 100%. this beach blast, like false. Yeah, I'm like so embarrassed. Tough. I didn't have this on my list. He's hmm. just, I, I like, and it, the only reason I think about it is because, like, it's, what was that, 92? So you think about it in right. 2024, he's still doing somersaults off tables and he's still, like, he's still putting trying over the to fake, uh, yeah. trying to um, do stuff with Darby Allen um, right. and the, the opponents. And, like, he's just fearless. And I, I, I love him. There'll be no one like him. No, there is no one like, like him. him. That's yeah. a, I've got him so jealous. Uh, Dave, well, it, it, do, well it's, fu it's funny you say that, Craig, because you just talked about Flair just putting, you know, giving 
Sting that moment in chance, and you have to wonder if that didn't rub off on Sting. Like I also have to pass the torch when needed and put guys over. No, it did rub off on him. By the way, it did rub off. That's why he does what he does. Yeah, and that's why that's why he that's why you give most people wouldn't give Cactus the time of day. Man, they weren't. They didn't. Oh, look at him. He's not in shape. He's he's not athletic. But the guy had such a great ring persona and uh, just just a ring mind uh, of being able to capture the audience, and the audience fell in love with him over decades and sting saw that before most people did and said no i'll do stuff with you yeah i'll take that move and cax like you'll take the move like like cax yeah. was surprised like you're gonna take that move. yeah why not why wouldn't i you know and and if you if you just try to cookie cut that or like i said just make it because sting is bigger than life or bigger than you it's not as good of a match but because sting is willing to work with people that's a great match and it's a great moment and that's why again Craig, we, we love sting man awesome tell you what a match like this where pinfalls go anywhere this match could end in 30 seconds or it could take a half hour you don't know which so dave uh finish off round three and take us home buddy okay i'm gonna try to take this home this is the one i'm gonna change because um it's a somber moment and it's, it's a tough one in hindsight but i want to go with the very last nitro match ever televised shutting it down is sting versus flair um not because the match was so great um it's just because of the iconic moment itself. I think itself. Flair was in a shirt, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, Flair wrestled in a shirt, even though he wasn't in terrible shape. It's just he, he was just he had no confidence left. He was he was getting destroyed by the brass at that time, and it was so bad. Um, but Flair, Flair had gone through that before. But as you get older, it starts to wear on you, I think. And Sting's like, "No, we're going to do this," you know. And I, I think like Flair didn't want to be in the last match, but when he found out, I think you said this, Jess. When he found out it was Sting, he's like, "I got to do it." It was. Uh, it was. It was either Pritchard, or I mean, Vince mandated it, but Pritchard or Shane yeah. called Sting, and they said, hey, you're still under contract. Do you want to do the last Nitro? And Sting was like, uh, against who? And he was like, Flair. He's like, I'll be there. He's like, it's fine. Yes, I'll do it. I'll like, do so it. yeah, Sting had been off TV for a bit, I think, like, or whatever, because WCW was a mess. And right. uh, Sting agreed to come in and uh, do it against Flair. And then that's when Sting called Flair and said, like, you got to help me. You got to do this. And he's like, I'm not confident, man. He's like, I don't care what you have to do. He's like, we'll, we'll be, you'll be fine. We'll be fine. And so, uh, yeah, Flair put a T-shirt on and went out there. And they did a, it, like Dave said, it was a, it, it was a total shell of their original formula. Homage of their matches, right? Which is fine. But uh, and then Sting would end up beating him in the Scorpion Deathlock and pinning him, and we're not pinning him. They, they, him they submit. Had- yeah, they, they, they he helped flare up and hugged him at the end or whatever. And it is it is fitting. It's it's not fitting in the sense of like God, WCW just died with the whimper, didn't it? But like it was. I'm so glad that they decided to have Flair and Sting because Flair and Sting were on the first Nitro <laughs> against each other. Yes, so that's it, incredible. Like, uh, it's fucking yeah, cr- yeah absolutely. Yeah. So I, I I always think about that and and it, you know don't forget that it, it brought off the invasion, which wasn't as good as we thought. But that night with which is another iconic, not a sting moment necessarily, but the iconic moment of Shane telling his dad that it does say McMahon on the contract. Yeah. But it says Shane. And I like, I like that the, the, the WWF brass. I can't remember if it was Pritchard or Shane. They reach out to sting and they're like, you got, please do this. Like, so it was kind of cool. 
Yeah, I mean, at least they respected it too, right? A little bit. Yeah, it seemed so. They wanted to do something to to finish it in a in a, a respectful way, you know. Yeah. And there's, and I don't know, of everybody that was still there that was willing to do anything because Hogan wasn't going to do anything. Um, you know, Hall and Nash weren't going to do shit. I mean, to to really put it respect, so you had to call those guys. Those those are the those are the real WCW guys. Those are the guys. You know, those are the OGs. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, I, and, and there's a lot more, guys. I, and I know Jess usually says, look, it's our opinions, and we're, we probably have 10 more of these um, episodes of Great Sting Moments because they don't, there's, there's, there's so many great times that we can talk about and stuff that I have listed that didn't make it to the top three on each side. But uh, there'll be more, and we'd love to hear your comments of what your favorite stuff is. Put them in the comments, man, right below. Hit that YouTube Worse. button and uh, tell us what you like about Sting, man. You know, please. Yes. You know, you guys want to, Craig, you want to close this out, man? What do you got? No, um, love you, Sting. Gonna miss you, Sting. I can't wait to see the Greensboro like a finale. And, um, if anything, um, we need you more than ever, like your pureness and everything that you are. Like, um, God damn it. Like, uh, we I, didn't respect you enough when you were around. And when you're not true. around, we will miss you. Yeah, you yeah. kind of it's so effortless. You kind of take it for granted, right? And I'll a tell thousand you, thousand percent. While he one hundred percent deserves to, to be completely done with the sport and go be with his family, I honestly hope he helps. He continues to helps uh, to help on the back end, um, backstage, and help people, which he probably would do. But if he doesn't want to, I, I can respect that man. You've earned every right. I, I can't believe you're still doing it and making sacrifices for others, man. We we love you for that. So. Uh, for audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, can you give us a follow on Instagram at OWB2019 or on Facebook and X at Our Wrestling Podcast? Uh, for Craig, Justin, Dave, this is the OWP signing off. Have a good one.